Answer the Korea FM listener survey at bit.ly slash KFM survey for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Emergency contraception is a hot topic here in South Korea with a growing number of women and women's rights groups voicing their demands for non-prescription access to what is commonly referred to as the morning after pill. This is in protest of the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety's recent decision to continue its policy of no over-the-counter sales of the medication at pharmacies. The Korea Herald wrote about the issue, and I spoke with the author of that article to learn more about the arguments used both for and against making emergency contraception pills available without a prescription. My name is Claire Lee, and um, I'm a staff writer for the Korea Herald. And since 2014, I've been covering social affairs as well as gender politics. What it is is that it's actually a way to prevent pregnancy after unprotected sex. But the ones that are actually available in Korea are only effective up to 72 hours, which is about three days. And in Korea, right now, you actually have to get the prescription from healthcare professionals in order to get it. So, you know, you, you would actually have to pay for the prescription, which is about, you know, 10001 which is about $10. And the pills itself, I heard it cost about, like, you know, 30 to $40, like U.S. dollars. Since about, like, three years ago, the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety has been sort of considering designating this drug as an, as an OTC so that, you know, people wouldn't have to actually go get a prescription in order to get it. But a lot of the religious groups here, they actually consider uh, morning after pills as it's, it's equivalent to abortion, which they consider as murder. So, you know, they've been really against it. And at the same time, the biggest representative groups of Korean gynecologists, they've been really strongly against it as well, saying that, you know, the, the pills are not proven to be completely safe. And they actually may cause very, you know, harmful effects to women's health. So the ministry, they sort of took that into account. And at the same time, they actually said the Korean public is not informed enough about birth control options. They don't really know how it actually works and what are the side effects and, and et cetera. So they're saying priority is to actually educate the public first about birth control and what options they have. And then make the drug as an OTC. But it's, it's sort of ironic because a lot of the women's rights groups are, have been saying that the government is actually responsible for not really educating the public in the first place, especially young children and teenagers. So, yeah, women's rights groups have been saying that like, they should just make it accessible and educating them at the same time instead of, you know, just like a ban it and then educate them first and then designate it later. Korea Herald writer Claire Lee says even if Korean women are able to pay for the prescription and medication, those needing emergency contraception during the weekend or who live in more rural areas of the country often have difficulty completing the steps necessary to get the medication. In Seoul, it's actually not that difficult to find a pharmacy or clinics that are open on Saturday on Sunday. But, and the health ministry actually you know, runs a website where you can actually find information about where to go on Saturdays and Sundays. But like if you live in a remote town or somewhere that's you know, not really close to urban surroundings, it may be really hard for you to find clinics and pharmacies. And, uh, you know, you might actually actually lose the chance of, you know, the pill being effective at all. So, yeah, it, it actually is a, is a bit difficult for those who live in the remote areas. And that's why they've been asking the Ministry of Drug and Food Safety to change the law so they can just get it at the pharmacy without having to have a yeah, prescription. And in addition to accessibility issues, Many Korean women are faced with the prospect of being stereotyped by medical professionals and others when seeking emergency contraception medication. If you're not married, then, you know, the common sort of perception is that you're not supposed to be sexually active. So, like, when you actually go to gynecologist, then it means that you are. So, um, yeah, they don't just feel comfortable talking to their doctors about their sex life. And, you know, like, you know, people sort of assume that you 
are either having a very wild personal life or, you know, you're there to have uh, like an illegal abortion. And there's huge misconception about, you know, birth control pills in general, like oral contraceptives. A lot of people think that it's, it's going to cause infertility or cancer. And um, one woman that I talked to, she said that, you know, like if you actually get emergency contraceptive pills, people sort of think that like she just doesn't know how to take care of herself or doctors or, you know, nurses think that like, you know, she must have a very abusive sex partner. Emergency contraception is less restricted in many other countries. And I spoke with an expert to find out how access to the medication is regulated in the United States. My name is Lisa Maldonado, and I'm the executive director of the Reproductive Health Access Project. And we are a nonprofit organization based in the United States. And we work to expand access to reproductive health care. There's actually two kinds of emergency contraception. One is the pill that you would take, and the other is the copper IUD. And for the copper IUD, you definitely need to go to a clinician and have it inserted. Um, with the pills, there's a couple different kinds of pills that you can take in the United States, and some of those pills are available over the counter. Um, the, they started as being called Plan B. That was the product name. First, they were available by prescription, but... Um, Research showed that it was super, super effective and there weren't really any harmful side effects to women. And now it's available over the counter basically for anybody. Um, you know, anybody can get it over the counter, even teens. Um, the other pill option that's available in the United States contains ulipristal acetate, and that's a different compound. We market it in the United States as Ella, but it might have different names in different parts of the world. But that one, the good thing about Ella is that it's just as effective if you take it one day after unprotected sex as, you know, you know, four or five days after unprotected sex. But after five days, it, it decreases its efficacy. It doesn't work as well. Um, and that one right now in the United States is only available with the prescription from a clinician. So you would definitely have to, you know, go to see somebody, go to a clinic or your healthcare provider and get a prescription and then get it. And it can be a little bit more extensive also. And Reproductive Health Access Project Executive Director Lisa Maldonado says making emergency contraception available over-the-counter has led to successful results in the U.S. What we found is that it makes it a lot more accessible because when you have an instance of unprotected sex, time is of the essence. And if you, you, know, if you have any delay in terms of trying to get to a doctor's office or to your nurse practitioner's office and get an appointment and then take a prescription and then go to the pharmacy, like that can take a while. But then the other factor was that it really is really, really super safe. And, you know, if by any chance a woman is pregnant when she takes it, it won't affect the pregnancy. And so I think initially we spent a lot of time talking with people, with the lay public, and also with clinicians, educating them about the difference between emergency contraception and the abortion pill. So that's one strategy. And then here in the United States, um, you know, some people do, you know, have very strong feelings about birth control. Some people, are, you know, don't think that people should be using birth control. Some people mistakenly believe that emergency contraception is like an abortion. Again, that was a lot of the education that we had to do. I mean, the, the hormones, the mechanism of action, every, just the contents of what's in the pills are totally different. The way you take them is totally different. What it does to your body is totally different. So it contains hormones that prevent you from ovulating, that delay ovulation. So that, that means that your delays releasing the egg that you need to get pregnant. What mifepristone or the abortion pill does is it actually stops a pregnancy from growing. So it's completely different. I'm Chance Dorland for KoreaFM.net.
Answer the Korea FM listener survey at bit.ly slash KFM survey for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net.